Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. What he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it has started, and it's going to be a great show. I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Vibing. Yeah. So, <laughs> vibing already. You should, guys should have seen how much me and Pat were vibing before the show started. It's before every show. Before every show. So, uh, anyway, Pat, what uh, what's been up, man? Today, the NFL voted on Las Vegas and the Raiders. Did you see that? I did see that. I I've did not that. see. I saw that the Miami Dolphins were the one team that voted against it. Why, I do you, see, why do you think that is? I didn't read why, but why do you think that I is? I think Miami wants to be the party town. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, they're like. I was thinking that's one of the reasons, or one of the reasons they think that maybe uh, that's part of their budget is people coming to Miami yeah. and then going to a football game. Yeah. Where now the destination's obviously going to be Las Vegas. That's true. I haven't been to Miami ever, so I can't really speak from experience. Okay. I bet it's a great time. But do you think it's going to affect their ticket sales at all? Or you think they're just being no. A, no. No, I don't, I don't think so at all. I don't either. No. Um, I saw that Brendan Marshall said something about uh, people. <laughs> the, the headline was, Brendan Marshall says, Las Vegas could be a tough place for young players. Uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, Pardon <laughs> My think? Take would say, yeah, you think. Yeah. Uh, so that I was mean, about the, this. The, we've talked already about how uh, not just professional athletes, yeah. but people with a lot of money are just fiscally irresponsible. Yeah. Now you're going to Las Vegas. Exactly. Big party. Is time. that is there anything more obvious than saying that you know somebody with a lot of money that doesn't have a lot of education is going to have a hard time? Could be a dangerous place to be in Las Vegas. No. It's, <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Man, so get that guy a thinking cat. Exactly. He's thinking. Exactly. So <laughs> this is an interesting dynamic to have, like. You know, a, a sports team in a place that people don't They're really. They're a hockey team too. Yeah, that's going to sports teams in places where people don't typically live. Like it's a much bigger right. visiting population than living population. Like the Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, for those I don't, in other Wisconsin Dells. I knew two people who went to Marquette from Las Vegas. They said they hated living there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard, because I did talk to some people when I was in Las Vegas there recently that lived there, is that typically you know they're not in the Strip area a lot. No. Yeah. And that's the thing when um or one of one of the people I met moved to Las Vegas. Yeah. And then every time his friends came down they had to do the thing and he was over it in like yeah. the first couple months. Yeah. You know. But isn't that kind of the case where you live anywhere? It's like your friends are gonna want to come there, you wanna go no, see I the normal sites. Yeah. I bet it is, but but what else do you do in Nevada? Yeah. In the in the Las Vegas area, not a ton. Yeah. Probably not a lot not. going on. That's kinda of what you wanna do if you go there. You spend money, man. You spend money. Yeah. You feed the machine. Yeah, yeah. Got to spend the money to make the money, though. Yeah, but how often do you actually make the money? Not a lot. No, not a lot. Everyone I've talked to who loves gambling, like yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah. You know, they'll tell you that they'll make, you know, a big splash once, but mm-hmm. it's only once. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's typically how it is. It's typically you, you play enough, you're going to win some, and then you're going to lose a lot more. But, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see just, you know, how that plays out where, like, the fans, it's like a lot of the fans you're going to get at a Las Vegas arena are not going to be your typical fans. It's not going to be, like, diehard Raiders fans. Right, so what happens to all the fans in Oakland? Yeah, I, I guess, mean, they got to prove the move there. They're not yeah. 100% moving. Yeah, they're, but I mean, they're probably going to move. They're probably going to move. Yeah. It's uh, not legit. Is all I mean, the same thing that happens to, like, the Rams fans that are in St. Louis. You just kind of, you're done. <laughs> I guess he, yeah. But you know, Oakland gave him like a reputation, you know. Yeah, well, but isn't that Oakland reputation even better in Las Vegas? Almost. I I said earlier on yeah. the show that if any team belongs to Las Vegas, it's, it's the Raiders. Totally, totally, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. They got so, that breaking the rules attitude. Yes, you know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what breaking the rules has to do with Las Vegas. Yeah. I'm not a coach. And especially when you stick with the rules during football, it's right. not like they're actually breaking any rules, but just like the mentality that maybe they would. Do you think it's going to have a gambling effect on the game? I, they're going to talk about it. That's going to be a headline all the time, right? right? There's going to be, oh. If there's ever a controversial If there's ever a controversial, yes, totally. player took himself out of the game. Yes, yep. He gets in trouble. He had a bunch of gambling debt that he acquired while he was in Las Vegas. I don't you know. know. Yeah, yeah, I think I yeah, it's it's a media's dream. Yeah, it is. Sports it really media's is. Media's dream. It really is. So, anything else going on with you? Did some karaoke this weekend. Yeah. How often do you do karaoke? Not often. Yeah. Not often. I'd like to. Yeah. But I mean, it has to be the right venue. I have mm-hmm. to not really know much people besides the people I'm with. Yes. Hey, who are your yes. friends? Yes. Yes. What like songs it. did you do? Just one song. Um, it was by I don't remember the name of it, but it was One Hit Wonder. Four Non Blondes. You know that song. Uh, I'm I sure I would have heard it. called What's Up or Hey Yeah, one of the two. Well, when I think of Hey Yeah, it's I'm not thinking Outcast. Of, yeah, I'm thinking of Outcast. So I, I, I'm sure I would know that song if I heard it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but so why song. did you choose that You know, that like, the, they got the video of the He-Man singing it for, like, 24 hours on YouTube? No. No? Why did I sing it? It was a duet. I didn't pick the song. Yeah. But I sang the song. Okay. And so I knew it quite well. It wouldn't have been your Our first choice? Our house in Milwaukee, we played some really weird... Like uncoverable tunes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. At our house. Yeah. On the regular, that was one of them, so I knew it pretty well. So Got I was it. Like, she, uh, the girl who wanted to sing it was uh, just wanted someone to do it with her, so I yeah. did it. Yeah. Because yeah. you're because you're, you're a gentleman. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's okay. That's why. And then you're kind of one and done with that. There's a huge line. Yeah. That kind of yeah, that kind of ruins it. Yeah, yeah. We, we waited for like an hour and a half. Yeah, just to have our four minutes. Yeah, in front of thirty people. Last time I did my karaoke, uh, I was with Mr. Mike James, friend of the show. You guys can check out his podcast, The Real Boys, every other Wednesday on iTunes. Yeah. And I uh, that's how I did karaoke, and I thought I did pretty decent when I recorded. I remember thinking I messed up one of the lines, and then they actually recorded the karaoke, and it was really bad when they replayed it. So. It was actually quite opposite. Okay. I thought we sounded like garbage. Yep. There's a video of it. Not yep. bad. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so one of the things I realized is, yeah, you got to kind of do songs that people know. you know. And I'm sure, I, I can't picture the song you're saying, right, but I'm sure if I heard it, I knew it. People My feeling that. is the person in charge of karaoke has to play the music just right, where the karaoke kind of is loud enough to where the voice is just kind of yes. in there. Yes, yes. Yeah, if, if somebody actually has if it's, a, if it's very soft music mm-hmm. in the background, it's not going to sound good. Exactly. Yeah, because the people are probably bad singers that are yes. doing it most of the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, that's fun, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. It's tons of fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> what other uh, What other big stuff? Anything? 
Uh, I went out to breakfast. I wanted your opinion. What's the ultimate breakfast to get at a restaurant? I'm not talking about you and your bacon grease eggs from home. Okay. I'm talking about what is the ultimate breakfast you would get at a restaurant? I typically, if I'm just going like to a place for a new time, for the first time. I'm not talking about first or a new time. I'm talking about like every time. What's the ultimate breakfast you would get? What's the king? Well, if there's like a, if I, I'm going to leave out the unique places with the crazy things that I would, of course, try and get. But mm. I'm, I would say I go with an omelet. My, my typical and thing, cream. <laughs> my favorite, favorite thing is typically like a, a skillet that has a bunch of stuff in it. That's probably my number ah. one thing. I'd say that's my go to. Don't you feel like skillets are, well, I know I said at any restaurant, but don't yeah. you feel like you go to most restaurants and they have the same skillets? Like they got the Irish skillet, yeah, the corned beef hash, and then they got the Denver skillet, and then like a meat skillet that's just Mediterranean a bunch of di- yeah. skillet. Yeah, but I like those. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of times have a lot of the same ones, but that's why I'll typically get something that is unique to that place mm-hmm. if I if they have that option. But um, I think my general like safe bet is like there's a lot of good stuff from a from a skillet. Mm. Yeah, what's your answer? What are you looking for? Country fried steak, homie. Country fried steak with okay biscuits and gravy. Yep. With two over-easy eggs, you mix it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that KFC bowl yeah. that everyone used to eat. Yeah. All the stuff in one thing. Do they still make the KFC bowl? I have no idea. I don't eat at KFC. I haven't eaten there forever. No. No. Uh, Why would you? I don't know. Yeah, it's a step down from Chick-fil-A. It's like a little worse version of Chick-fil-A. Yeah, but I feel like when you go to Chick-fil-A, you go for a chicken sandwich. At KFC, it's usually like you go for chicken. Just yeah. chicken. Yeah. And we talked about chicken on the show. Well, like, we did actually, but that episode was the one that got cut out where we talked about the KFC. Oh, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows what we actually talked about. We talked about like uh, classiest fast food or chicken places to least classy. Yes. Yeah. Browns, and, uh, baby. We said Browns was down there. Churches <laughs> is down there. Uh, Popeyes we liked. Popeyes like was kind of middle tier. If I'm going to get chicken, yeah. I'm going to get Popeyes. I, I agree with that. I agree with Popeyes. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, but yeah, I'm not I gonna get chicken. That's a good point. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just never my choice. It's never my choice. But I like the chicken fried steak. That's I never get that. But I, I think like it's a, it's such an interesting choice. You get chicken when you don't want to make the effort to make dinner for your family, mm-hmm. but you want to get something that is somewhat acceptable. Yeah. So it's like a big meal. It comes with mashed potatoes and corn mm-hmm. and biscuits. So it's like you know, I saved an hour of my time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I replaced it with a half hour and a lot more money. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and a lot more grease. And a lot more grease. Yeah, but we had a family meal. There you go. There you go, Pat. Looking what, at the positives. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's your justification for that. Yeah. yeah. Bird up. Hello. Uh, so I went up to Milwaukee on uh, on Friday of the weekend because I had my volleyball alumni tournament on Saturday, and we played that game with the the stump. With the nail, you ever played that game? They had that at Caffrey's. Yeah. They? What is the point in that? Uh, okay, so the way it works, I believe I, I we weren't really playing the rules. Honestly, we were just kind of playing the game because it was just kind of late night and it was like something to do. So everybody gets a nail, and you you can the first the first swing. It's a big stump that's just in the middle of this bar. For those that don't know, it's flat Classic. cut, flat cut on the top, so it's just kind of like a flat surface. Tree stump indoors. Tree stump indoors, and then you. You get your little nail, and these nails are like they look like like a long triangle. It's like a really long triangle. It's not like a typical nail where it's like a you know cylinder with a point at the end. This is like a triangle shaped nail, like an old school looking nail. We gotta pull it out. What do you mean you have to pull it out? You don't you don't pull it you out. They just go. Out. I don't know. What, the, what do you mean? You always pull it. Well, well, okay. Then what's gonna happen to the stump? It's gonna be covered in nails. Yeah, they replace the stump every once every oh, once in a while. They cut down another tree. 
Yeah, they cut down to the tree. So anyway, these nails that are weird shape, uh, you, you can start with the first hit. Everybody circled around this, this tree stump, and you've hit the first little nail. You can like kind of hold the nail and then hit it with the hammer you know, to get it started, and everybody can hold it the first time. Then you go around, and the weird thing about this hammer is it's, it's weighted weirdly, and it also has a big chain that's on it. So it's not the easiest thing to hold. And then you're supposed to go around and everybody takes one swing at their nail and tries first one or last one to drive the nail into the stump. It's supposed to do something, you know, like in certain cases is maybe like buy a round of drinks or whatever it is. And we just played. We were just, you know, doing this. Don't you think it's a little funny that that's usually involving alcohol, like a hammer and nails? Yeah, that is strange. At a bar. It's a bad idea. Is that just a Wisconsin thing? It must be. I don't know. I've never seen it anywhere else. I've never seen it anywhere else. Yeah, I've only seen it in Wisconsin bars. And so, yeah, we were doing that and... uh and this guy comes up, and he wanted to just fight someone, you know, one of those type of things. Yeah. And uh, he goes up to somebody in one of the guys I was with and says, uh, you know, well, the classic, like, I, this is like a classic drunk guy thing. I don't know what it is. It's like, let me see your dick, you know, one of those type of <laughs> things, right? That, that kind of stuff all it says. And one of the guys I was with Uh-oh. actually unbuttoned his pants oh. and did that. And Careful what uh, you wish for. Careful what you wish for. Also, why? <laughs> Why? I don't know what the guy. You wouldn't in my go up group... to a girl and say, "Show me your tits." Yeah, you wouldn't want to do that. No. And but this is a guy doing this to another guy. You get in big trouble guy. for doing that. Get, yeah, and it's what's I don't know I don't know what you're getting. So anyway, the same thing. This guy goes up to the guy in my group and he does this, and uh, the guy in my group, you know, does the you know f- listens to him for whatever reason. Full on. Full on. Whipped it out. Yeah, whipped it out. Yeah. In the bar, in the middle of this bar, <laughs> and I was like, "What is the?" It was out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> all of us were like what just happened and of course the guy's like not he's not like oh okay yeah whatever i'll leave now he's just like that's it that's it you know then he like so then somebody else had to grab this somebody that that drunk guy was with like grabbed him and got him out of there but well, uh here was my here's the point of it is i think uh if somebody asked that of you go ahead and just pass make that a pass <laughs> how about just don't talk to strangers just ignore the That's guy. That's what I always say. Just ignore the guy. When yeah. someone says something to me all the time, I was like, you know, I don't talk to strangers. Yeah. yeah. It's not my thing. Uh, it, it was, it made for, you know, it, it was a little funny at the time. Like, oh, you did that actually. But then it was like, <laughs> not, not something that I would have done. No. Not something I would have done. But anyway, uh, so that was that. Then uh, the, the, tur- the tournament was a little game was good. It's fun playing with like older guys that are like, you know these guys are old that are playing and it's kind of fun to see these guys that are in the forties come back and swinging at the ball and hitting people in the face and that kind of stuff. But I also saw a little, uh, I saw a documentary yesterday at the university of Chicago. And that was, I saw it with Mr. Steve James, friend of the show, Steve James, he called in a couple of weeks ago and this was starring, uh, it was starring Basim Youssef. No, I never heard of him. I had never heard of him either. So Basim Youssef, uh, he created a documentary called Tickling Giants, and this is the Chicago screening of it. And he was actually there at the screening, and he did a little Q&A after. But uh, I found out about it through my dad, gets these things through Chicago Idea Weeks, all this stuff. So he's like, oh, you want to go? I had nothing about, knew nothing about it. I'm like, yeah, we'll go. Because we had seen him the night before, he was doing some interview on some TV show. So we're like, oh, it's random. He got this email, just weird timing. So we're like, all right, let's go. So I had no idea what this was going into it. Steve didn't know either. We were like, let's go. This is all about um, this guy. Uh, he was living in Egypt, and he was watching the media. He was actually a heart surgeon originally in Egypt, and he was watching the media, and he would just laugh at how bad this media was. He would just say, like, these guys are 
like they're horrible. Uh, they are just so they're so supportive of the government with like, and they never criticize them. You know, he just talked about how it's like nobody's allowed to say anything about the government. It's ridiculous. Like, it seems so fake to him, and Probably it was just censored. like. Yeah, it was all censored. So he's like, this is, yeah. So he made his own little YouTube video and he just made it kind of like satirical type of like kind of political comedy type stuff. And he had millions and millions of views in the first day. So then he does this for a little bit and he's like, and he's getting calls from news stations. And this is happening at the same time that this dictator basically that was um, the president of Egypt for like 30 years, he decides to to resign because there's all these people doing these protests and all this stuff. He resigns. So they're kind of like in this in-between power stage. And so he kind of, then he gets his own show and he's super popular, all this stuff. He he idolizes Jon Stewart. And uh, that's kind of like his, like, he wants to be Jon Stewart of the of the Middle East, you know, what, retired? of Egypt. Retired, yeah. <laughs> no, he wants to be what Jon Stewart was because this is, mm. you know, taking place over a couple of years. So this was filmed over maybe eight, nine year span. So um, Anyway, so he's doing this, and the crazy thing about doing this in Egypt, and so he's doing this for a while over multiple regimes of things that go in. So the craziest thing about this is that it, this is a country that is not, it does not have freedom of speech with, with the media. And he's doing stuff that's like openly criticizing the president and openly doing all this, and they're just not okay with it. And like people... They would be okay when he would say one thing, but then freak out when he'd say another thing, if it was about their candidate that they liked and that kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, he's doing this in this world where there's tear gas being thrown like a block away and all this stuff. And you just see how this, you, this is one of those documentaries that you're watching. It's called Tickling Giants. Second documentary I've talked about with yeah, tickling involved. Yeah, something about tickling. This has nothing to do with tickling other than it's it's the whole metaphor of tickling giants is like he's he's constantly like, this, this giant is about to step on him. Like the Egyptian government is about to step on him and he's like tickling it instead of like, yeah, it's kind of like one of those, you know, metaphor for things. But crazy just, I, I don't want to give it away because it's very worth the watch and it teaches you, I just know nothing about Egypt, you know, absolutely nothing. Pyramids. Other than pyramids, yeah, right? <laughs> That's, pyramids, so Fraser. this talks, yeah, this talks about, uh, yeah, other than Brendan Fraser might have been there in The Mummy. He might so have. He might have, but it probably wasn't even filmed. I'm in love with the but, Chinese uh, <laughs> So this talks about like the Egyptian like politics, like what's been happening in Egypt the last like 20 years and who's in power now and all this stuff. And it's stuff that you wouldn't necessarily like care about all that much, but you listen to it. And the guy's really funny as he's doing it because he's a funny guy. So he's making a funny documentary and he's kind of making fun at it and kind of like, and it's really tense because you're like, what is going to happen here? Because it's a lot of threats and a lot of like crazy things. And like basically when he was starting to do this, people were getting thrown in jail for years just because of you know, just because they would write some article in a newspaper about the president and then they would then they would just like be thrown in jail for 20 years. So is YouTube considered the media then? So he started off on YouTube. He ended up going to a actual news oh, okay. station and like so legit people. And he ends up becoming like the, uh, you know, this you find this out all in the very beginning and stuff. I mean, he, he makes it like the most popular show basically in the Middle East he becomes. And uh, so then it but it escalates fast and it go. It's it's very good documentary. Tickling Giants. So that, and this is a little out of order of what we normally do, but it was a very relevant story with uh, Tanzania, Tanzania News, so I wanted to pull up that. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi, it's a fake. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a wazi, it's a fairy dust.
from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Popular Tanzanian rapper arrested for insulting President Magafuli. Uh-oh. So this is uh, literally literally an exact <laughs> bye, same. Bye, bitch. Exactly, exactly the same thing here. So as so, my, my parents were also watched it, uh, the documentary with us yesterday with Steve James. And they, uh, my mom had brought up like, oh, this, is, this reminds me of like what I've heard you say about Tanzania and stuff like that. So this is, and then the story pops up literally when I type in Tanzania news on Google like I do before the show every week. <laughs> <laughs> this pops up. And so popular Tanzanian rapper Emmanuel Elibariki, also known as Newa Matigo, as rapper. you might know him, arrested for releasing a song deemed insulting to the government, has been freed. He's free. Oh, Free nay. I take back Wa the Matigo. bye-bye part. Yeah, so uh, the song WAPO, although yet to make waves on radio, emerged last week and was shared on social media, especially WhatsApp. We talk about WhatsApp a lot, so that, you know people uh, in Tanzania love WhatsApp. But uh, so he, here's the issue. He made he Part of the song, he makes reference to a doctor who lances boils but cannot tolerate criticism, which is believed to be in reference to President John Magafuli. So he doesn't even say the guy's name. He just talks about a doctor who... <laughs> who like basically works on people but cannot tolerate criticism so but he's he's popular with being like an anti-government type of guy so they kind of just you know that was enough for them to arrest him and that kind of thing but he was free but to me this is i mean obviously this just shows you how uh the freedom they just don't have freedom of the press and you know like people cannot say what they want clearly in tanzania which really makes you think about a lot of these things sometimes that we read good about him Michael Foley, like when they talk about good stuff, really kind of makes you question how legitimate a lot of these sources are that we don't get. Don't believe everything you read. Yeah, man. that's why I don't go straight off the uh, Tanzania.co, whatever their <laughs> website is. Like sometimes I'll get stuff off there, but a lot of times I get it off sources that are not from Tanzania. They have like news sources that are from Tanzania. Is there like a USA.com? No, it's not like that. It's like a Tanzania news. You know, there's there's Tanzania news websites that are clearly from Tanzania, and I don't. I sometimes I'll grab information from there, but a lot of times I, I would love because... to read the comment section if there was a USA.com. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you can read those on Facebook. Pretty much. Yeah. So anyway, this guy, uh, this guy is free now. But I, I think it's just you know when these when these stories get out to the public, you uh, you know you get upset. And and what I liked one of the the best quote that I heard in that documentary yesterday was uh, John Stewart talked about, you know, he was in the documentary Decent Mountain, and he talks about uh, if if a regime cannot take a joke, it's not a regime. And I think that's kind of pretty accurate with a lot of the stuff. Like, if, if a country cannot take its own criticism, like, then, you know, you're being not too strong. Serious. Yeah, you're being too serious, you, and you're just not strong. Like, you can't you can't take a joke. You know, right. somebody can't take a joke, they're not very secure with themselves. Not only that, you're just kind of wasting time on things that don't matter. Yeah, I'm sure Tanz- I know for a fact actually Tanzania has a lot bigger issues than uh, a rapper that's making a reference to something that could be not referring to the president. But they probably put more time into that. They probably put more time into that. Yeah, because uh, if somebody's criticizing them, then if you know, then they have to focus on stuff that matters. But if they get rid of all the people that are criticizing them on stuff that matters, then they don't. There you go. Then he can do whatever he wants. You're just saying. Yeah. So I'm just hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. Pat, you want to read this uh, this email here? Lengthy. Lengthy email. Nice. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Frequently flaccid88. Yeah. At Yahoo.com. No subject. I'd like to know Chubb Steps' Wow. I'd like to know Chubb Steps' stance <laughs> on this question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? 
Now, before you go making your claim, I will lay out some reasons why I believe a hot dog is not a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I think this question revolves heavily around a person's definition of what a sandwich is. People on wrong side of history in regards to this question <laughs> make the argument that a sandwich is simply meat along with other ingredients slabbed in between two slices of bread. Even Webster's Dictionary defines sandwich as two or more slices of bread or a split roll having a filling in between. One would assume a hot dog would fall under this category. Yep. In my opinion, however, categorizing a hot dog as a sandwich is asinine. Mm. Firstly, how many times have you been to a restaurant, think your standard American Grill restaurant, i.e. Rookies, Portillo's, etc., look at their menu and seen a hot dog on their sandwiches? I'll tell you when I've seen that, never. <laughs> In addition, actual sandwiches are followed by the word sandwich, establishing that they are indeed a sandwich. Yeah. For example, when you are ordering food from a waitress or waiter, we don't discriminate. You'd say turkey sandwich, please, or grilled cheese sandwich, please, or even Italian beef sandwich with light jardinera, peppers, and not too soggy, please. Yeah. What would someone bring you if you ordered a hot dog sandwich? Nothing. Because they look at you like you were an insane person because that's a goddamn ridiculous thing to ask for. <laughs> Finally, people ask, well, if a hot dog isn't a sandwich, what is it? Mm-hmm. And to that I say, well, why does it need a classification? And if it does, it sure as hell doesn't fall under sandwich. This also applies for other wiener-shaped foods on buns, mm-hmm. such as Italian sausages, brats, and so forth. Yeah. What is your guys' opinion on this heated topic? Thanks. P.S. I also think this could be settled via Chubstep Twitter poll. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes or yes. no? But that's just my two cents. Yes, uh, Trevor. F- follow us at Chubstep Podcast. Yeah, Trevor will have. Uh, we'll have Trevor post that. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Um, I, I'm going to start is, here. Yeah. I'm going to start. Yeah. I agree. A hot dog is not a sandwich. It's yeah. a hot dog. It's a separate category. You think a hot dog is its own category? But yeah. it, would, it couldn't be its own category because then you're saying hot dog is its own category, bratwurst is its own category. Like what What would the meat, what would the, the log of meat in, in a bun, what category would that They're be? They're separate each. Large yeah. black meat stick. You think they They've bat- never been called a sandwich. Yeah, but I understand. But you can't say a hot dog is a category and then Isn't there's Isn't a things- hot dog a sausage basically? Yeah, I think it's a really yeah. I could say it's like a yeah. I would, I I like the idea of putting those under sausages. Yeah, it's not a sandwich. Yeah, it's under yeah. sausages. Sausages come with buns. Yep. Do you call a hamburger a sandwich? Um, yes. I don't. You don't think so? No. Why not? It's different. It's a hamburger. Yeah, but it's the same. I mean, it's the it's the same <laughs> concept, but it's under a different <laughs> category. <laughs> Fat dogs down here just hanging out. Um. So, yeah, okay. I would say I would say it is the same, Pat, because it's just a different. It's just a type. It's a type of sandwich, but it's still definitely a sandwich to me. Okay, we're getting away from the hot yeah. dogs. Okay, <laughs> okay. Hamburger. Can we agree? Hamburger sandwich. Yes. No. All right, we'll agree with that. No. Okay. Hot dog. Hot dog. It's under a different category. Okay, but I'm saying it's the same category as brats and is all. Is it those the things. same concept? Yes, but it's a different category. Yeah. Uh, I'll get a cheeseburger sandwich, please. I didn't like the definition. He said in the definition, there's two pieces of bread. Yes. What about, like, op- have, yeah. what about like an open-faced sandwich? Three. Big Mac is three. It says two or more, though, right? In that. Um, two, two or, or more. more. Yes. Yeah. So, but what Can about you open- fold the sandwich in half? Yeah. What about a roll? I guess he said. What about an open-faced sandwich? Yeah. What the hell is an open-faced sandwich? Well, I am actually not a big fan of those, but there are sandwiches that they make that are literally just the piece of bread 
on the bottom, and then you put there's just ingredients on top. That's just like food on bread. Yeah, but it's, it's technically sandwich. it's called an open face sandwich. It's actually a term you can look that up at. I would say a hot dog is not a sandwich, but it technically, like I could see why people would say yeah. that it could be. Yeah, because it's basically meat inside of a roll. Yeah, and but it's not. Yeah, and you're using and like the whole concept of the way you eat it is very similar to a sandwich. It's bread. Your bread is holding is the difference between you know the main ingredients. It's stopping you from getting the sauce on your hand, Pat. The sauce. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I like Arby sauce. Yeah. The sauce. I'm yeah. all about the sauce. Yeah. That's what I'm about. I'm all about the yeah. sauce. I know that. I know that. So yeah, I'm gonna agree with frequently flaccid here. It's not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. It's its own category. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is. We like sausages. Yeah. We do. We do yeah. like sausages. But you know, yeah. the thing is, is you, can, you can eat a sausage without a bun. Like, do you ever eat a hot dog without a bun unless you put it in your SpaghettiOs like all those weirdos growing up? Um, well, I think those came like that, to be clear. No. There's a SpaghettiO that who, comes basically well, with a okay, hot dog Well, okay, there's one that comes with it. I know yeah. people who cut that shit up and put it no, in No, I didn't know that. Would you ever eat a hot dog without a bun? No. You would definitely do that more with the sausage type, like other yes. types of sausages. Yeah. So like Italian sausage yeah. with pasta or something like that. Yeah, yeah. This is a hot. I like this. Uh, this is this debate I've seen other places, but it's uh, you know it's a chub step take. Not not a sandwich. No. Me and Pat. And I think if you're calling this. it a sandwich, yeah. you're just being an asshole. Yeah. Well, I want. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I think it's just you know somebody's opinion, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's all right. It's not a sandwich. Uh, yeah. Let's well, go leave it at that. Thank you guys for the emails. Uh, Chubstep.podcast at gmail Send some more. We always enjoy those. So. How about uh, how about a Jeff Goldblum movie review? Hi, hi, hi. I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? <laughs> What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. You're afraid to be too Goldblum. He thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, People always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? This is, again, uh, this is a confusing part about the title of this. this is a TV show, but from 2016, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. You ever seen this, Pat? No. Yeah, shocker. I think if I saw it, I I saw it on a TV menu, I probably wouldn't watch it's it. It's only either. on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Oh, even better. So this is directed by Tristram, Tristram Shapiro. So that's why I didn't understand this word, Tristram Shapiro. I don't know what, that's not a real name. Anyway. Uh, he's directed a few episodes of The Community, that kind of stuff. Some other TV shows uh, here and there. This was, uh, Jeff Goldblum was in one episode of this, season two, episode 11. This show is created by Tina Fey. So it actually has a few characters from uh, 30 Rock in it. Um, but, you know, she's kind of, she's behind this a lot. She's it's, a fox. She, it's starring Ellie Kemper. You know Ellie Kemper is bad? No. She was Aaron in The Office. Did you ever watch The Office? I feel like you didn't. I've seen it. You've I seen didn't it get the hype. Okay. I'm sorry. That's right. I like the show. Ellie Kemper played Aaron in The Office. She's the star of this. And she's really the only character that I really recognized of the, that was in this particular episode. So I watched this episode, and then I also watched the first episode to just get a base of what the show was about. So the whole concept of the show is 
she basically for 15 years was in a cult and lived underground in a shelter. And then she gets rescued from this cult and she moves to New York because she doesn't know what to do. She moves to New York. And so now she's like looking at society in a different way, similar to uh, Blast from the Past with Brendan Frazier. Uh, in that one, he they think a nuclear bomb is going to go off. And so they go down to a bomb shelter like 20 years later. He, they come out. There was never a bomb that went off. Just hung out um, in the shelter. They just hung out in the shelter. Yeah, that is. Did we uh, talk about that? We did. It was reviewed. Oh. You guys can look up look up uh, Blast from the Past to see my review on it. Episode thirty three. Yeah, it's not episode thirty three, <laughs> but it is in the episode. So uh, similar to that, but to me, just a lot less uh, uh, worse execution in this case. This is a TV show. Okay, so the, the whole thing here is that you know this is like somebody that hasn't experienced society in fifteen years. She's in New York, which is you know bustling town, as they say. We could ask. Uh, tell us about it, Dan. Yeah, tell us about it, Mister Mister Dan Alon, official New Yorker. Official. Oh, this is official, by the way. Uh, official New Yorker of Chubstep. I yeah. like it. Yeah. So uh, we'll go to him with more. This we don't really need his advice on. You know, I don't really care about New York. We don't really care about this right now. No, we care about New York, Pat. We, we care, do. Yeah, for Dan. You said. You said for Dan. We don't. I don't care about. Uh, you said you weren't how it relates about New to York. this. Till how it relates to the story. But anyway. So you care about something, but you. Yeah. You, you're thinking about it. You're not thinking about it, but you care. Exactly. I care about Dan. Right, I care about it. Dan's feelings. So anyway, uh, so she, it, here's the problem. Okay. So she, you get the whole concept of like, she's going to be awkward and she's not going to go to function society, right? She's been down in a basement basically for 15 years, but none of the characters in the show are realistic. It's like everybody in the show is like a, such a caricature. It's like, it's absurd. Like nobody acts how they would. I get that she would act weird and strange, but like, it's like everybody has some super quirky, weird thing, and it's just not. I I watched it, and I, like I said, I watched this episode that Mr. Jeff Goldblum was in, and then also the first episode, just to get the kind of base from it of what the you know show is, and I I I had a hard time watching. Like, it's very it's well done, it's well put together, it looks good, and all that stuff. But like, here here's the concept of the episode that Jeff Goldblum is in. So, uh, she, uh, she has a friend visiting from, this is, uh, Ellie Kemper from Aaron from the office. She uh, has a friend visiting and that friend said she's seen a therapist and she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. let you know, why don't you come see me and my therapist? It'll be on TV. And she's like, oh, what is this? So she goes in the audience and Jeff Goldblum is Dr. Dave playing Dr. Dave and Dr. Dave is basically Dr. Phil mixed with Jerry Springer. Like he's looking for, he's like trying to help people out, but he's also like trying to get like fights and stuff on stage. So not not a big stretch for Jeff Goldblum to be playing like a therapist type, you know, personality, and which fit him well. It did this. He was by far the, yeah. That's yeah. another role that would fit him well. Yes, exactly. So he he does that well. He's thinking about the abstractions of your mind. Exactly, exactly. So they they do this, and it, it's just like he, you know, he's a character in this, but it's just like everybody in this is just so. I, you, you watch this, and you're just like, what, like. I, I don't. I, I did not like the writing of this at all, and it was actually a little bit. The fact that Tina Fey made this it was just strange to me because it just doesn't seem like she seems a little higher quality than this. And maybe there's an audience for this that would enjoy this. Like maybe just not my type of humor at all because I just I didn't find it very funny. But um, yeah, I was a little disappointed what, what I was expecting because I liked I like Aaron in the Office a lot. And uh, anyway, there was a Je- there was a Gina Davis reference at the very beginning. Uh, she's talking. Ellie Kemper's talking to a picture and she's acting like it's her mom. And then her roommate says, Oh, that's why are you, what are you doing with my picture of Gina Davis? Like, that's not your mom. 
you know, all the stuff. And so it is strange that they did Gina Davis reference That's in the Jeff strange. Goldblum in the Jeff Goldblum episode, especially since they're divorced. Yeah. So it seems like a weird Maybe thing he to throw asked in there. For it. That would be a weird thing to ask for, right? Hey, I, can I, you put my ex-wife at the beginning like, of this episode? Well, imagine the opposite. He doesn't want her like even being mentioned, and then he agrees to do it. Wouldn't that piss him off? Well, why would they even come up? It's so random. Because he like probably brought it up. You think he brought up He's probably trolling picture? his ex-wife. <laughs> he's married with a kid now. He just so? he recently had a kid. I don't. They, they I could be it. friends, and he's trolling. That's that's okay. Your, your Pat's gonna go that route. I'm gonna go the route of I don't. Gonna, I don't yeah, know why okay. they did it. Yeah, Gina Davis. Yeah. Well, why isn't it Oprah? Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't agree. Wouldn't most people it's say random. Oprah's like the big mom? Yeah. No, I I agree. The Gina Davis was a weird. You know, it was obviously obviously it's related co- to it, Jeff Goldblum. It's, yeah. it's not a coincidence yeah. that it's a Jeff Goldblum. I agree. I agree. Episode. But it just it seems weird that of all the people like they wouldn't put this. Current one, I don't know. It just seems weird to put somebody's ex-wife in a picture at the beginning of the show. Troll job, Jerry. Yeah, troll job. Okay, troll. Yeah, he's trolling his wife. I forgot about that. Here's my review. Why don't we just ask him? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a, uh, a Harry Connick Jr. a middle tier Jeff Goldblum movie because for the benefit yeah, of the you, doubt. Have you done? How many Randy Quays have you done? I've done some. I've done enough. I I, I'm I'm borderline. I'm done. I may be being a little easy on this. I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt that it has an audience that would that might enjoy this. I it was just not. And it also was like watchable. Like I was just watching. I just wasn't enjoying it. Like some of these ones that I've reviewed in the past, I'll give a Randy Quaid a bottom tier Jeff Goldblum movie, are ones that like I have a hard time sitting through it. You know that kind of thing. Like these are. This was not that sense. It just wasn't something I enjoyed. Like you just very want much. to turn it off. I just wanted to turn it off. You know. Yeah. Like, but this was not that. Uh, this was not that bad. So, uh, Pat, what else uh, you got? Did we talk about the whole Earth being flat thing? Um, you talking about Kyrie Irving said that the world was flat? I, I want to talk about Shaq. Oh, Shaq Diesel. Yeah. The big Aristotle. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. We go, bitch. What? Yeah, yeah. I said, bitch. Bitch what? Bitch, 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 in school, first thing they teach us is, oh, Columbus discovered America. But when he got there, there were some fair-skinned people with the long hair smoking on peace pipes. So what does that tell you? Columbus didn't discover America. And at this point, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tweet or what is this? What? This is a quote. Okay, He quote. was on yeah. a, he was, this was an interview. <clears throat> okay. So he says, so listen, I drive from coast to coast, and this shit is flat to me. I'm just saying I drive from Florida to California all the time, and it's flat to me. I do not go up and down at a 360-degree angle and all that stuff about gravity. Have you looked outside Atlanta lately and seen all these buildings? You mean to tell me that China is under us? (laughs) China is under us? It's not. The world is flat. So for about... The whole past week, I was like, I'm yeah. going to talk about this. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Turns out, Shaq's trolling. Oh. Shaq's trolling. Yeah. He came out on Saturday and said, first things first, I'm joking, you idiots. <laughs> and so my point with this yeah. is, is, how can you believe anything nowadays? Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's how you get away with saying whatever you want. I thought this was the stupidest thing I ever heard in my yeah. life. Like completely losing it yeah. i thought Shaq was an idiot and he's just trolling yeah so i guess it falls on me a little bit well but at the same time like so he's obviously just saying that so 
as a headline grab, right? He's just saying that as like, oh, look at Shaq said this crazy. And then, so now he's got all these people talking about him. And he's like, oh, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually mean that. Do you think he was kidding? Do I think he was kidding? Yeah, I, I, I hope that he was kidding. I think Shaq is not that stupid. <laughs> Shaq's, Shaq's been around the entertainment world enough. Like, he's not like, I've heard him talk. He's not like the brightest guy in the world, but he's not stupid. Like, he's he doesn't believe, I don't think he believes the earth is flat. I, it's just such a, it's like a conspiracy theory that is coming to light. And it's like, who's making this shit up? Yeah. What's, I guess, what would people get out of telling us the world was round? When it was really flat, what do you get out of that? Nothing. No, nothing. So that's why I think <laughs> you don't get anything. That's why out I think about it. everything. It's kind of why I evaluate everything. So what, where, what does somebody get like, out of where it? Where does it start and where does it end? Uh, what? Do you, where, where would the, yeah, where would the start and the end be? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. People do round. You could yeah. fly to China. Yeah, you could. On the other side of the world. Yeah. Just mind boggling. Yeah. No. It, it, uh, Shaq's right though. Shaq's right. Yeah. He's joking. He's idiots. joking. Yeah. That's all you have to do. You can say. You can literally say whatever you want as long as you follow it up later with "I'm joking." <laughs> Yeah, that's the way I don't that know. works. I, I just, I find it, like, how many people you think, including myself, yeah. and the only reason I seen Shaq was joking is I made sure right before the show, but how many people you think are going to start believing this stuff because their hero growing up believes it? How many people listen to, yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, it's a, I mean, how many people listen to, that, that's, that's why, that's why sports people shouldn't be your heroes. <laughs> so people are doing sports because they're not. It's you. You like them because of their athletic ability, not because of their intellect. Well, sports, so they shouldn't. Have, yeah. The other thing is, sports is so Hollywood now compared yeah. to what it used to be. You're so, so Hollywood compared to used to be. Ever since we got, you know, started doing this podcast. You know, I did spend way too much money on a pair of Ray Bans. Yeah, that's pretty Hollywood. That is pretty Hollywood. I never I wear them. That. It's never sunny. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's not a lot of good times to use them around here. No. No. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Pat. I agree with you. Shut up, bitch! Oh, okay. I saw a really stupid ad. And it's involving basketball, so that's why this is perfect. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's not surprising that I see stupid ad. I see this all the time. So it was a it was a advertisement for advertising. And the advertisement said, digital advertising, it's a slam dunk. And then the picture, this is, I, I don't know how many times I have to say this. Go ahead, if you know nothing about sports, if you've never played a sport in your life, go ahead and consult somebody who's played a sport in their life and they help you out with any sort of reference to any sort of anything. So when it comes to making a film or an advertisement or anything about a sport, make sure you've talked to somebody who's played a sport before, because the picture was a basketball rim with a ball sitting like on the rim, like maybe it's about to go in. And then this guy's hand is like, I don't know, let's say it's like four inches away and you just see the hand. So you see a hand and then you see the basketball sitting on top of the rim. This is not a slam dunk, guys. No. Slam dunk, you're holding the ball, and you're, you're putting the ball. You're, you're, your wrist is basically hitting the rim as it goes in. You're dunking. You're dunking the ball. So if you're saying it's a slam dunk, the picture should be of a slam dunk, not of a ball that basically is about to get tipped in, maybe. Maybe it's <laughs> sitting on top of the rim, and you're about to tip it in, which a lot of times that would be offensive interference if the ball is sitting. In the way it was sitting almost on this, uh, on this hoop, it would have been basically... Bassett wouldn't have counted. What was the ad for? It was for advertising. It was just called digital advertising. It's a slam dunk. So So it's like a bunch of nerds. Yeah, I've never played. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So it was advertisers advertising advertising. So 
Um, that's the that's the target market. There is someone in advertising. That's true. That's a good point. So they're not going to know not, anyway. Maybe not a majority of them play yeah, sports. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not going to know the for the most part. People who are in sports advertising, though, they're just shaking their heads. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's watching. You just drive past head. it, and it's like something you don't really pick up on right away. You look at the picture, like this is not a dunk. This is not a slam dunk. And so this is bad. This I, is bad. I saw another zoo ad on a billboard yeah and it had the birds and it said come tweet with us or something like that (laughs) fuck off (laughs) so stupid yeah yeah they're uh they have no shame they have no shame apparently not yeah but i think pat last thing here i want to let you got something else well no it's just like come to the zoo see the animals spend time on yeah like you know yeah i i just i think twitter it's like yeah I think what? I think ads what? are really good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think ads are a really good example, like a snapshot of society, like yeah. a really good like. You look at that kind of ad, right? You look at okay, now they're having to involve social media with this zoo, and so now we're seeing like okay, you see how much how much social media means to society right now. And you talk about like that stupid dog commercial with the Toyota thing, yes, and where it's nothing even about the car, right? And it just tells you like people aren't even they're thinking with their emotions and not with like their logic so it's like when it comes to doing people things want to right go now, to the right? zoo now to basically say they're at the zoo yes and that's what it's showing and it's showing you it's that like, yeah yeah put, yeah put put your flash on in the back cave yes. tell me how that goes yes exactly so you i mean that's take a flash picture of a like you know a tiger or something yes piss it off yeah explain as you would a child yeah no i i, I think that's a good i think it's just i think advertisements cater to what people are thinking at the time and what people what they could try to get and so I think that's a good example where society is, and I, you know, I don't love that, but I think it just it shows you where you are. Uh, so, anything else, Pat? Not at the moment. Okay. Well, then we'll end the show. Oh. How about that? Fine. You guys can, uh, <laughs> you guys can uh, tweet us at Subset Podcast. Also, we're available on Google Play Music. Um, yeah, I couldn't even find this, so I, I don't know. Do you have Do you have a Do you have an iPhone? I have an Android. You have an Android. I'll show you how to do it. We'll, we'll post another link to it. Anyway, if you go to Google Play Music, not not just the normal Google Play, because the Google Play is just an app store. If you go to Google Play Music, which has the same symbol, but it has a little uh, you know, musical note in the middle, you can click on that. You can search Chubstep. So those are people with Android phones. You can do that. You can subscribe to Chubstep on it. And uh, then also, obviously, available on iTunes and all that stuff every Thursday. Also, uh, tell a friend. You know, we're, uh, we really want to thank you guys. We've had our most downloads ever this month uh, by quite a bit. And so we just want to thank everybody for listening and continuing to share it. And also uh, rate us on iTunes. We always appreciate those. And we will read your review on here. And the show has ended. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.